to another episode of Jambalaya, where we are doing our best to serve you up some brand new, nutritious bowlfuls of knowledge, and sometimes some other interesting stuff. I'm Kyle. I'm Cody. I'm Grape. And, <laughs> and thank you, Matt, or should I say Grape? Uh, that's how you're going to be referred to. That's how people are going to remember you from now on. I hope you're happy. You said Grape, good, good. or did you say Grape? <laughs> <laughs> like the fruit. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> grape. <That's> grape. <laughs> Today we're going to be starting off with a new segment we like to call the Spoonful of News. Give me the news. Oh, we're just going to talk about a few things. Well, today is just going to be one thing that we found particularly interesting, and we're just going to give you our thoughts and opinions on it. And what are we doing today, Cody? What is in the spoon today? What are the why are we feeding the people? Uh, I think the the negotiations, uh, Donald Trump's negotiations with North Korea is the most interesting. Hmm. Don or the lack thereof negotiations. Yes. Donald <laughs> Trump's North negotiating Korea. technique. <laughs> oh, okay, so I guess it would be more accurate to say Donald Trump's lacking of negotiation technique. For anyone who just needs a quick little update on this. North Korea and the U.S. had a summit between Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un to where uh, Donald Trump wants North Korea to sacrifice their nuclear capabilities. And in exchange, they will receive a relaxing on the sanctions. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un said, of course we'll do that, but kind of not really. We'll shut down the one place where we do that. And if we do that, we want you to sur- we want you to let go of all the sanctions on us and let us continue living our lives. We'll shut down the one that we're going to shut down anyway because it's say. decrepit, and then we'll build a new one. We don't have enough cardboard to feed the workers there. <laughs> it's sawdust, but that's kind of the same thing. So yeah, like that was uh, North Korea's like counter offer, and needless to say, it was absolutely fair. Once again, not really. But the funniest part about this was Donald Trump's reaction to the whole thing, which is basically just to stomp his feet and just almost literally say, "I'm walking away. We're not going to do this." And that was the end of the story. And we don't know exactly how it's really going to end, though. It's. There's no, there's no real simple way for it in because the only thing we've done is just uh, like more sanctions. But we've like done all the sanctions. There's no other like leverage you can do. I mean, I like I haven't investigated the sanctions enough to actually speak on them. I really wanted to speak on just uh, Donald Trump's negotiating tactics, and it just seems like we are looking at a dude who has never, ever had to actually negotiate with someone who is on, who is either greater than or equal to the level that he's on. It just seems like he's always been the guy with, like, the most power in the room, and therefore he could determine what the power dynamic was, and he pretty much just set uh, the rules by which people operated and that was it and that was the world that he comes from he doesn't know how to just be like well he doesn't know how to negotiate basically he doesn't know that other people can just say no we're not going to do that and you can't there are, you can give us no consequences for not doing what you want us to do right i think the consequences is a key thing there to where 
Like he would be used to having the power dynamic to say, if you don't do this, then I'll just punish you. Versus if you do this, I'll give you something you want. There's not like anything that, that he could give North Korea that they really, really want more than nuclear weapons. <laughs> Cause they really want nuclear weapons. I mean, there's gotta be something. I mean, Kim Jong-un seems like a fairly sad fellow. Maybe I, get him a couple of kittens. Does he hang out with Dennis Rodman or is it? He does hang out with Dennis. Okay. okay, it's his dad hung out with him. <laughs> I guess it's wrong to say that they're they hung at they hang out like it's a regular thing, but they're definitely BFFs. I, I mean, they're both they're both a certain kind of crazy, <laughs> <laughs> like insane people. In a different world, would Dennis Rodman have his own country? Uh, How do you know he doesn't? Maybe. Yeah, in a different world. Yeah, he would be president of the United <laughs> States. You know... Or maybe in this same world. Yeah, in these mm-hmm. days. <laughs> anybody can be president. First, get a reality TV show. Then, become president of the United States. That's. I think that's how it works now. That is... Right? Yeah, that is... That's like, how I've that's, heard That's in the Constitution. You don't even have to want to be president of the United States. <laughs> you can just kind of run as a joke and then accidentally become president. <laughs> and they go, oh, I got to do stuff? Well, this sucks. All right. I just had to get that off my chest. All right. What is the main topic that we'll be discussing today, Cody? Uh, Michael Cohen, you're fired. Really good for getting around. <laughs> and oh, yeah, that is also in the news currently, the Michael Cohen testimony. We won't get into that, but I'll just begin and end with this. He didn't say anything that people didn't already knew about Donald Trump. Yeah, I That's think that's all I can say. His opening statement is good summary to where he's just like, he's a sleazebag and a liar and a cheat. He's a con man. That's what I told you to tell you. A carpetbagger. <laughs> carpetbagger. Goddamn Yankee. Wait, he was. Are you saying because he went to Washington, D.C., that counts as carpetbagging? I'm sorry. I'm just throwing out old-time insults. All right. We're back in the 1850s. (laughs) (laughs) But what would the Punisher do if he was president of the United States? That was a great Sieg. That was almost seamless. (laughs) Fantastic. This word, I'm not sure what it means. I've never heard it in my life. Well, then seek your way out, because that's the <laughs> word that we use. Sieg. Anyway. Sieg. So, yeah, we're going to talk about... Actually, I'd say talk about the Punish in general, because we are um, often slash sometimes a comic books podcast. <laughs> On the good days, on the better days, we're a comic book podcast. We can throw in some politics in there because comic books are, you know, pretty political. Yeah. We're dynamic people that are multifaceted. And then we can talk about the death penalty and about the Punisher. Because actually, they kind of talk about it. Really? Sort of. I mean, they don't say death penalty, but like the whole deal with the Punisher is he kills everybody. I was going to say, he is a walking death penalty if you see him. <laughs> like, yeah. If the Punisher is coming to deal with you, then chances are you've done something bad, and he's probably going to murder... Well, he is going to murder you. There's really no probably about it. I think that's the interesting part, seeing it between different comic runs and on the TV show, like and movies, because there's a degree of how murdery the Punisher is according to what you're reading or what you're watching. Mm. And sometimes it's too far to be like, 
Oh man, he's real nice. He just pet a puppy and smiled, and you're like, Punisher doesn't smile. He's incapable. I guess like that was one of the. Uh, well, this is getting away from the comic book, but more so into the second season of the TV show, where one of the complaints was the Punisher didn't punish enough in this season, and I guess from like. A certain perspective, well, like in certain moments, I can see how they would come to that conclusion because, I mean, spoiler, well, you know, I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but the Punisher is uh, in conflict with a certain character and this character throughout the show, this is pretty, happens pretty late in the show, and this character has done, you know, several things while in the employ of someone that is unquestionably evil and so you would think that bad guy, Punisher, since the Punisher is a very, like, binary black and white character, or is at least he's presented in that way most of the time, that as soon as the Punisher gets this dude in his sights, he's just gonna murder his ass. But that doesn't happen. And you, like, when it doesn't happen, you're just like, what? That's completely out of character. No matter... I mean... In the show, they do a good job of, like, letting the audience know that, like, hey, maybe this guy wasn't such a bad dude after all. But the thing is, if you're just the Punisher being the Punisher, all that is irrelevant. It doesn't matter, like, what excuses or what reasons you may have for doing what you did. The fact is, you did what you did. And now I have to punish you. Yeah, he's like a consequence-based mindset. It more so in the comics to where you mean it, a punishment-based yes, mindset. Yeah. Like you just see someone selling drugs on the street, then I'll just like walk over to them and then like pull them in an alley, and then the guy probably <laughs> just got them. killed. <laughs> Is that even part of our larger conspiracy? Like I'm gonna shoot you to get to the top of the mob? No, it's just like. Some guy that's paid for university by selling weed on the side gets pulled into an alley and then murked by the Punisher. That's also an interesting aspect of like the Punisher character is that I don't think he I don't think he has any expectation that he is going to like solve the crime problem. Like he just accepts that it's always gonna be there. And he's just the guy. He's he's basically like a janitor just doing the job. He's like people are always gonna make messes. Someone's gonna have to clean them up, and that's me. And it's just gonna go on and on forever. Yeah, I I think that's the difference between how the TV show and the comics set it up. Because at the beginning of the second season, he's just like. I, does he work at the bar, or is he just there? No, he doesn't work at the bar. No, he's, he's just there. He's like traveling. Yeah, yeah he's like not trying to bother anybody but then trouble just kind of finds him and he's like all right i'll go back to my killing ways yeah exactly i mean if anything it seems like both season one and two are just like the or an extended origin story for the punisher and in the uh I mean, is he a part of the MCU? It doesn't matter. They both just seem like an origin story for the Punisher because it's only at the end of the second season where you see him like black trench coat, white skull on his bulletproof vest, and he just goes in and just da 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 drug dealers be gone. 
I thought that was at the end of season one. That was at the end of season two. Well, I don't remember the end of season one, so it could have happened, but I know 100% certain that that happened at the end of season two. He just walks in a warehouse and just annihilates That's a group true. of drug dealers. In the end of season one, is he's got the, uh, you know, he's got the bulletproof vest on and mm-hmm. the skull on it, and then he goes and he rakes the shit out of, uh, what's his name's face? Russo. Yeah, yeah, Billy Russo's face. Also, can we talk about that? They really pump the brakes on that guy's character, because if you see, okay, just visually, in the comic, the villain Jigsaw is fucked up like not just on the inside like facially too so i was expecting to see something like oh uh did you guys ever see uh the one with ray stevenson uh uh war zone yeah punisher war zone yeah and the it's the same villain jigsaw uh billy russo and when you see him you know like get tossed into the glass his after like after he's been tossed in, he's gone through the hospital and everything, his face looks like it's just been through, like, a fucking mitra, like it's had glass shoved and scraped across it. But in the show, season two, this dude still looks like he could be in, I don't know, like a suicide girl model. I think... <laughs> well, I think that's, like, more realistic because these days with, like, skin grafts and stuff, I that's feel true. like that's about the extent of your of the way your face would look that's that's uh, fair yeah but god damn it matt this is the marvel comic book universe <laughs> nobody wants to see realistic <laughs> shit but i i think they also do it for like a thematic thing from the first season because he's so vain it's like when he sees his face even though you're like oh no you have like four scars and still look like a model <laughs> exactly. he's like oh it's so ugly <laughs> four scars Fuck you prince caspian <laughs> I am prince caspian uh, yeah but it's stuff i don't know so my full disclosure i watched the first 5 episodes of season 2 and i was kind of bored a lot of times cuz it's stuff like going into um jigsaw and like him remembering stuff and him dealing with his face being like, but who am I? Like, A, it's not the Punisher doing anything. And then B, it's just kind of boring. Yeah, that that whole subplot with him and his therapist or whatever was kind of weak. Um, at the end, you sort of... I, I felt like that weird Christian fundamentalist ex-nazi <laughs> weirdo guy i felt like his story had come full circle and was it was pretty did. interesting you it know? did and also on that character i'm really happy that they went the way that they did with his character because given the current political climate that we're in right now i mean it's it's almost impossible for uh i guess um media or television or anything creative not to be affected by it i mean it's not impossible but i feel like it's very improbable that those kinds of entertainment won't be affected by it and so when you introduce this character who is a reformed white it's implied heavily implied that he is a reformed white supremacist 
it could have been really easy for them to just make to just demonize that guy and make the show all about him in fact I kind of think that if they went that road and just like made him this unrepentant white supremacist, the Punisher probably would have killed him. Yeah. I mean, the, that the Punisher from the comic book w- would kill him no matter what. It's That's as true. soon as you do something bad, he's just like, you deserve to die, which is fine. And I, I don't mind reading in comics because a lot of times like it's so ridiculous and entertaining and like he kicks her ass so bad, you're like, "Wow, I couldn't even imagine blowing up a car full of goons at the funeral for their mob boss," <laughs> which actually happened in a comic book. But like, as a TV show that's 13 hours long, like that'd just be boring. A little bit. Yeah, like it, it would. It would be interesting. So I mean, I kind of appreciate the show being somewhat realistic, or at least approaching topics like having the veteran stuff. And then, like, the stuff with the the white supremacist, no longer white supremacist, and then some, like, the government stuff. It's still kind of excessive a lot of times in terms of, like, it's melodramatic and tedious a little bit. And sometimes it's interesting. But I, I'm i glad they went for it because the other way would be boring, too, <laughs> Yeah, possibly. there's so many points that you just made that I want to follow up on. One is... It is your point about the realism of the show. And that's definitely something that it took me some getting used to because I was in the mindset that was just like comic books, comic book superhero, do superhero unrealistic shit because that's what I'm here for. So it took me a while to get over that hump. But then, I mean, (laughs) and also in reference to that, it I found it a little funny that Frank Castle, who's supposed to be just like this ultimate badass, is just getting slapped up by everybody in every fight that he's in. Oh my god, the first fight that he's in in the second season, this dude got shot in the ass and stabbed in the kidney. (laughs) And I'm sitting there watching this and you're just like... You, this isn't supposed to happen to you. You're, you're the Punisher, Matt. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. When uh, and then and then he has to, he he takes that girl mm-hmm. back and he like chains her up to the bed. Yes. Well, you're thinking of Black Snake Boat. <laughs> <laughs> How old was that girl in that show? Uh. Like, in the show, or how old was she actually? Or how old is she actually? I mean, I know how old she is actually. How old was she in the show? God. Someone says she's 17. I don't 17. think they ever said 17. her age. 17? Okay. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Someone said something like that. She doesn't look 17. <laughs> oh, no, she doesn't. <laughs> I did not mean that in a creepy way. <laughs> but I meant she's an attractive 25 or something. <laughs> She's a very, very risque 35-year-old. Yeah, she's like 22, but she could play a 12, you know? (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Worst pickup line ever. (laughs) I saw you at the bar, and I was like, how'd they let you in? (laughs) I would buy you a drink, but I don't know if they have sippy cups. Um... 
Would your point finish, Matt? <laughs> I could keep making them. Okay. <laughs> so no yes, more points. The, the, the point was over. <laughs> also, back to your point. Well, I already got to the realism one. But when you were talking about... <laughs> when you were talking about the... Do you need, uh, a, do you need a ride to your middle school? <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> Okay, right. that's the last one. Yeah, if if there's silence, Matt's gonna fill it. <laughs> so let's keep talking. <laughs> Blackadish, <laughs> But anyway, back to the point about the I'm trying my hardest to get this episode shelved too. <laughs> We've recorded a thousand episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Only 1% of which is able to be broadcast to the public. We keep having to test it on new people because they won't listen to more than one in a row. We're like, is this offensive? They're like, no. I mean, it is, but I'm not going to listen to it again. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. You know, like, you know, in old, like, movies, like, gangster movies, and they'd, like, carry around a, like, violin case, and there'd be a Tommy gun in there? Yep, yep. Yeah, I think it'd be funny if somebody was just like, hey, what's in that violin case? Like a police officer was. They're just like, oh, violin. <laughs> like there's an actual violin inside the case? No, there's a gun in the case. Oh, okay. <laughs> just instead of the, uh... Hey there, what do you got in the violin uh... case? Oh, just this Tommy gun, sir. <laughs> Give me 15 minutes while I put it together, and then I'll blow you away. All right, I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm going to commit a bank robbery, man. There was Why? some comedy bit where it was a John Mulaney bit where he talked about, like, before they had DNA or whatever, people got arrested <laughs> yeah. all the time. There's like, yeah, I saw them. You just have to say who they were. And then that'd be like, it was them. It was like, He's like Bug Face and Momo. I saw them robbing the bank. There's a big pile of blood over there. Mm, gross. <laughs> anyway. Sir, why are you walking into a bank with a violin case? Because guns be are a superpower. <laughs> But anyway, back to the character. Back to the Punisher. The Pilgrim. And the young the, girl. The Punisher. <laughs> back to and the his character friend Pilgrim. the young girl. <laughs> On the Punisher. Ah, <laughs> oh, goddammit, Matt. What was I going to say? <laughs> You're talking about the Punisher and his friend, the young girl. I think. I, I was... <laughs> I was talking about how the Punisher just killed people with abandon, and that was the fun of the comic books and TV shows. Interesting, because oh, no. it tries to be slightly realistic. I was going to say that I'm glad that they... Um, one of the themes, I guess, that the uh, character Pilgrim kind of embodies is that um, uh, redemption, I guess, that people can change. Pretty much, he went from being a white supremacist to a—I mean, I don't want to say a good person, but a person who isn't a white supremacist anymore, and that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, was it? It seemed like uh, those the people 
those older people like maybe helped him get away from his past yeah but in exchange he had to murder like, do their dirty work <laughs> exactly um and so yeah and what they have a they had a they have a gay son who's a politician and they're mm. trying to like cover that up and so he's just out there murdering folks because they Shitload don't. Of fr- he murdered <laughs> yeah. a ton of people. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm just imagining just a scene now. <laughs> where it's like, Pilgrim walks up to somebody and goes, you know that guy's not gay. And then the guy's like, oh, I didn't know he was gay. And the Pilgrim's like, god damn it. <laughs> Shoots him. Oh, man. I gotta stop talking about this so much. <laughs> Actually, that brings up, like, another aspect of the character of the Punisher. It's just, like, where does he fit inside society? I mean, okay, so sometimes, or most of the time, I should say, I think that the only reason in the comic books and then the show, he only gets as much uh, resistance from the authorities is because... uh, a story needs conflict and the more conflict you have the longer your story can be and that's like the only reason he does it but realistically i mean this happens in the comic books and the shows to where the people on the streets who are actually like suffering like under the rule of drug dealers and shit like that they actually appreciate what the punisher is doing and then a step beyond that uh going to like the main villain villains in the show and you like we as the viewers are just like seeing how influential these people are like how much power they have and basically it's meant to signal to us that or at least i think it's meant to signal to us that like there's no way any form of law or traditional form of law could ever touch these people because they just have so much power. And so you You're have... about the, like, mother and father of that dude? Yeah, those people. Yeah, yeah. So, like, for those people, basically, laws don't exist. And so you have a situation to where it's just, like... They're doing bad things, obviously, but no one can do anything about it because they are who they are and they have enough power. So how do you deal with that? And really, it seems like the only way you can deal with it is through a character like Frank Castle. Who? Oh, well, you continue your point. Okay, so you can only deal with them with a Frank Frank Castle type of characters a character who like who just doesn't who has respect for what the laws are he knows what good and bad is i guess and yeah kind of sort of but he just goes and deals with the problem basically yeah and i like i think his character makes sense when it is realistic because then there's other superheroes and like higher authorities it's it turns into it's like the punisher can't exist and then break out of the system and just kill who he thinks needs to be killed because mm. at some point it's like the other superheroes are the authority and they got to be like there are rules that you can't do that but then punisher's like but i did <laughs> and 
It, it just doesn't work because that's how the conflict in comics if Punisher is there is always that where like right. stop it and he's like nah man I'm just gonna shoot those drug dealers and shit yeah I mean in that that's always like the the central theme of the punch well I said it before like what is his position inside it because he obviously fulfills a function but it's just that Everybody knows that he's serving a purpose and a mostly benign purpose, but also everybody wants to live in a world where that is constrained by rules and infrastructure because those things also have a place in society and they make people feel safe. And so when you have Frank Castle just fucking tossing a grenade in the streets... And blowing shit up and killing people without regard for anything, it could like it can endanger all that. At least I guess that's their perspective. Yeah. Well, and then in re- real life, you don't know who this guy is. He's just a random maniac. Like you could just assume he's shooting people willy nilly. There's that like is one. True. Yeah. If you're watching him on the TV <clears throat> show, you're like, okay, he's a hero, so we can trust what he does. Everything he does has a motivation and is using correct judgment and then fits his morals like extremely tightly. But- Actually, you know what? I'm gonna have to disagree. Oh. Most yeah, I know. Crazy, right? So I think it would be pretty easy to <laughs> discern the the Punisher's actions and judge them whether or not they're good or bad. I mean, because like if he goes and wipes out a whole cartel inside of a city or a section of a city the people who live there are obviously going to be like they're going to feel the effect of that drug cartel not being there anymore and so they'll they'll be happy about it presumably yeah probably or (laughs) i mean they don't know why that drug cartel got murdered uh, just like, oh my god, there's a psycho around. Who kills drug cartel <laughs> he members. Kills pe- like, see, that's the thing. Is that, like, I mean, a bunch of people got murdered. But they were the right people. <laughs> but in Frank Castle's <laughs> mind, it's like, I murdered this cartel. But in the people in that community, they're like, oh my god, a bunch of people got murdered. Now... If they're like, oh, that guy with a messed up face got murdered, and he had just finished robbing and killing a bunch of other people, you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. He seemed like a real problem. Exactly. As long as the right people get gotten, nobody cares. That sounds like a great slogan if you're running for office. As long as the right people get gotten. Nobody cares. This Dobbins, is my platform. 2020. Yeah, I'm going to murder all evildoers. And then everyone gets one of those rugs from like back in the early 2000s and 90s that have the like roads on it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Oh, I do know what you're talking about. I think I had several of those like in the play area oh, of yeah, man. kindergarten. Yeah, those were tight. <laughs> Fairly tight. Fairly tight. <laughs> dope how did those get into the conversation that yes man everyone wants one that's how you get elected huh that but is also true. murdering evildoers <laughs> yes you need the secret extra touch 
<laughs> yes, mm. <laughs> that's like that's the thing. It's like, like a warm blanket. <laughs> you do this bad. Well, you do this thing. You murder a bunch of people, but then you give them the rugs, and you just like I'm not such a bad guy such after a bad all. Guy. And the streets are clean. <laughs> and, well, not literally, but there's <laughs> there I, is that a wasn't shit part of my thing. I'm not on the streets. <laughs> not literally cleaning the streets. You didn't want to getting the bad guys off. Yeah, mm. you didn't want to go to that part anyway. <laughs> there was nothing in that warehouse but drug dealing. <laughs> <laughs> now it's an empty warehouse mostly <laughs> there's just some guy in the crowd tweaking like yeah i wouldn't want to go there <laughs> i mean i guess when we get down to it i mean there have been several occasions where well that i can think of where the punisher like may have killed the wrong person or an innocent person gets caught in the crossfire but it really seems like the only people who have a problem with the punisher doing what the punisher does are like the establishment figures like all of the law enforcement people we gotta get a leash around this loose cannon yeah, and it seems stupid because we always know he's doing the right thing or killing the right person, whatever. I say it's like the Batman thing where he's like, I don't kill people, but then somebody falls off a roof or something like that. <laughs> you're like, oh, that guy's dead. <laughs> I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. <laughs> what? That seems like you're cheating. <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I find it fun that we're talking about the Punisher and the House of Representatives, I think, just passed the uh, reform that says background checks must be completed on all gun sales. Oh, so even at the conventions and stuff like that? I haven't gotten into, I haven't read the legislation that closely yet, but that was just the headline. And also, I don't know how much of a headline it is. I mean, because it passed in the House, but it's still got that other branch of government to go through. I mean, there's part of me that's thinking Frank Castle ain't going into guns and ammo. I'm like, (laughs) hey, let me see your stock. (laughs) I think he goes in there and wears the shirt and everything. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you want to see my ID? He just opens a duffel bag, puts the head of a drug dealer on it. You still need to see my ID? I'm doing this for you, you asshole. Yes, I want the bump stock. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Get me a fully automatic AK-47. Sir, I think you're looking in the wrong place. But I'm going hunting for scum. <laughs> we get a minigun? Again, sir, I, d- I don't know what you think this store is. <laughs> I'm going fishing. <laughs> I need some armor-piercing rounds as well. Oh, you know what? I guess I'll have to step back my comment about um, them making the Punisher a little bit too realistic to the point where he is just a normal guy getting in the fights and stuff. Because if there's anything about this show or that this show proves it's that guns are the punisher's superpower i mean if you put a gun in this dude's hand just everybody is almost instantly annihilated oh that one scene 
where he's walking out of the bar and these sick dude six dudes come up to him and and they say there's six of us and one of you bam 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 Frank Castle just pulls out his gun and shoots all six of them before he can even finish the sentence. Yeah, he's the baddest. Until there's a like super secret strong dude that comes in, but it's just one of them, so we can just fight him off individually as opposed to three mm. expertly trained people. So it's always one guy, and it makes it difficult, but if it's just like three, you figure they could get him, but I don't know. Mm. Maybe one day. <laughs> Well, we'll never find out because thanks to fucking Disney, there won't be any more Punisher seasons on Netflix. That's something I wanted to bring up. Like, he makes sense as his own universe, and there's nobody else around that's a superhero besides Daredevil. But, like, when they're doing their grand 20 phase plan with a hundred movies, is Frank Castle going to pop up at some point? Yeah, he'll pop up. Didn't you see him in uh, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier? He was the guy driving the yellow van. <laughs> oh. Uh, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. He was also in the Wolf of Wall Street, dude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, he also shot a lot of zombies. <laughs> yeah. And then became one. <laughs> and died. God, but it's I hate okay, Disney so much. <laughs> I've been hearing that it's not Disney's fault. It, see, no, that's just what they want you to think, Matt. Because I've been that's actually what I was about to say anyway. There's been this story that, uh, well, Disney is trying to paint it like Netflix is the one that canceled all these shows because Netflix just doesn't want the shows on there anymore. But really, it's Disney just trying to pick up all of their intellectual properties so they can put it on Disney Plus or whatever. Well, Netflix still has the rights for like two years. But it still got canceled. Yeah, I know. God damn it. (laughs) I mean, if they have the rights, then they can maybe make one more season. Yeah. It's weird because you assume if it's popular, then they want it and then they'll make more of it. Um, but also, that's interesting, Matt. I didn't know they still had the rights for another two years. Yeah. I think they don't want to make it better for their competitor. If they're like, the last seasons of Punisher was great, next year, don't pay us, and then pay the other guys to watch <laughs> right. this, this next season. Right. Yeah, I don't know. And, you know, honestly, there could be some... some uh, some sort of other stuff going on, like... you. Netflix has a bunch of Disney stuff. Uh, I mean, I know they have like Moana. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Black Panther. Black still Panther. On there. Solo. Uh, Ant Man. I mean, they yeah. have like a shitload of that stuff. So you know, Disney could be like, oh, you know, I mean, we're not saying that you should cancel it, but. Uh, do you want to keep having that stuff? <laughs> Pay us a little bit more. <laughs> I'm going to side with Cody for once. Because it, cause you away. remember um you remember when they killed off or when yeah, when they killed off the X-Men and the comic books or they did like this whole thing Avengers versus X-Men and the X-Men lost the fight. 
And really, that was because Marvel didn't want to keep, I guess, um, what's a good word? Inflating the price of, inflating the value, increasing the value of X-Men because at the time... 20th Century, Century Fox, Fox yeah. owned X-Men and they didn't want to make give them a more profitable product. Which so they is, just killed off the X-Men. Yeah, the it, it's fascinating because like as kids, the thing that was popular was X-Men because they had the TV show and everything. Nobody cared about the Avengers until they made a movie and had Iron Man and stuff. So yeah, maybe it's true. All right, so what did we learn today, guys? Uh, fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. I'm definitely going to get their streaming service when it comes <laughs> out. Yeah. 13 episodes is too long for a comic book TV show, <laughs> and all of them are 13 seasons. I mean, episodes. It's and I wish The Punisher actually existed. Okay. You could be the Punisher. That I, could, don't. I don't have the right training, Cody. That's true. What kind of training do you need? Anger. How much training does it take to squeeze a trigger? <laughs> I love you, Matt. <laughs> I love you so much for that line. How much training does it take to squeeze a trigger? Yeah. Not a whole lot. But no, it's dark, <laughs> but true. <laughs> Hey, remember oh, yeah, that, that is kids, super dark. When somebody takes your parking space. <laughs> our, our slogan for the show. You always have to have a little note of darkness somewhere in there. You go, ah, that's funny. <laughs> oh. All right. I guess I'll close by saying I mostly enjoyed Punisher Season 2. Like, there was... Nothing about it that was unbearable. They did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. I think overall I like what they do with the character, but then I think they have too much extra subplot stuff that's not interesting. Yeah. I mean, I liked the sort of dynamic between him and his young friend. Um mm. His surrogate daughter. Oh, no. God damn it, Matt. That's not what you were talking about. Yes. That is what I'm saying. He's your oh. own friend. What are you talking what are about, you Kyle? Talking about? You talking about the dad from Seventh Heaven? Um, I liked uh, the Billy Russo thing when he and that crew were robbing banks and stuff. That was sort of interesting. <laughs> then... Like, the whole him and his therapist, like, starting to fuck and stuff. It was kind of weird, man. Super weird. Like, she's just, like, a weird, broken person. And, like, it's like, oh, yeah, this got this damaged slut now, you know? <laughs> but so hot. <laughs> I mean, she's pretty hot, yeah. Does she ever get, like, 
pigtails and wear a Harley costume. And that's costume. how we're going to end this episode, guys. <laughs> Remember when they Thank go to for, that place uh, tuning where in? That that's guy John Belial. John Belial with the great big J. <laughs> Thank you for enjoying another bowl full of John Belial. I'm sorry, were you guys saying something? No. I'm Grape. Harley Quinn. <laughs> um, he doesn't even kill that guy. They just set his place on fire. The insurance picked up the uh, cost. <laughs> he was like, well, I was going to sell it anyway. Yeah, he's going to take some pictures of young people. Do you really want that to be the last thing <laughs> you said on the podcast? I was just thinking that. <laughs> well, I'm Kyle. I'm Cody. I'm Rahm Emanuel. <laughs> and this time for reals, guys. Thank you for tuning in for another bowl full of jambalaya. We'll see you next time. Bye.